It's Pet Month here on Brooklyn's Radio. I'm Amanda Weller, and I've taken this opportunity to put together some interviews about rescue pets. I'm now delighted to be joined by Barbara Cosgrave, who is here to talk about her experience having adopted quite a few rescue cats. Six rescue cats. I thought it was five. Oh my goodness, I've lost count. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. Hi, Amanda. It's really lovely of you to come on because I know that you are an ex, you know, obviously an experienced rescue cat owner. Actually, I have to say, I think this whole f- description of pets and ca- especially regarding cats and owners is, is sort of the wrong way around. With our rescue cats, I have to say, we reckon we're their pets. <laughs> you got it right there. I agree. And I think the cats would agree as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So tell me, um, who is your first? And chat to me about them all. Well, my first rescue cats were sister cats. I like to call them twins, but, you know, I don't know if cats have twins. And this is beginning of the 90s. And as a child, I had read T.S. Eliot's Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. And my favourite cats in that were McCavity the Mystery Cat and Mr. Mistopheles the Magical Cat. So when I got a cat or two, they had to be called that. So one was Macavity the mystery cat, even though she was female, and the other was Mrs. Mistopheles, the magical cat, because <laughs> she was, and I got them as many kittens. I could hold both in one hand. Aww. And they were just amazing, and they had never been treated badly, so they, they were cats who were just came straight to us from the mother. But over the years, I have rescued other cats who have been treated badly, and to see them grow and feel safe and secure in, and know that they have a loving home and they're not going to be hurt anymore and they know where their food is, their real nature comes out, mm. and they become loving And I want to say grateful. I hope they're grateful, but that's not the aim of it. Um, They become loving and snuggly and cuddly. And I've heard people say cats are standoffish. They are so not. Yes, They just need a bit more persuasion than dogs. (laughs) Yes, it's on their terms, isn't it? What What about the others then? What sort of backgrounds did they have? Then I had, I had Paulina Pudding. (laughs) whose her owner had died and she'd been left in the house by herself for months with just somebody going to feed her and so she was I mean apart from missing her owner who was an elderly gentleman and they spend all their time together she didn't understand where he'd gone and she was left alone in an empty house so poor Paulina Pudding Mm. um, she came and we had to really look after her but you know she didn't last long she had uh, an aneurysm, and I think she died of a broken heart. Aww. So we only had her a couple of months. And then we had a wonderful couple of rescues. Jack, who I was so lucky to have, a big, beautiful Maine Coon, handsome cat. And when I asked at the RSPCA, could we adopt him? He said, yes, but there's another one, a small, tiny tabby, and they are a pair. And... The lady who had them had had to go into a care home and couldn't take them with her. And she had asked, could they be home together because they were best friends? And you know what? They were. Jack was a great big Maine Coon like a small dog. And Silky, a tiny little silver tabby. 
and he used to lie down and she'd curl up in his tummy and he'd put his big paw around her. <laughs> so and then we, we wrote the letter back to the RSPCA and a photo to send to the lady in care to say they were well looked after and happy together because I think that was important for her to know. You know, because we love our pets, don't we? Oh, we absolutely do. And I would imagine that was probably the the worst thing for her, having to leave her lovely cats behind. Uh, Unfortunately, Jack, well, you know, because I'd read T.S. Eliot, all my cats have to have a really good name. Because T.S. Eliot says cats have three names. There's their pet name, their formal name, and the name that only the cat knows. Yes. <laughs> I don't know the name that only the cat knows, so we gave them a formal name and a pet name. So Jack was such a big cat who patrolled the garden and his territory, and he was a big, bit of a rascal, but he was certainly a gentleman, so we called him Sir Jack Rascal. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Little friend was a is a delicate, ladylike little tabby cat. So she's Lady Silky. um, He would patrol the garden. And if any other cat came in, first thing he would do would be chase Silky inside out the way and then go out and deal with the intruder. (laughs) Oh, gosh, really sort of traditional gentleman there. (laughs) Oh, that's such a sweet story. I love that. And then last but not least. Elmo. So unfortunately, Sir Jack Rascal died at the age of 16. But his little friend, Lady Silky, is still with me, and she's nearly 20. Oh, my goodness, is she? Seven years ago, after Sir Jack Rascal died, she was a bit lonesome, so we decided she needed a friend. So off I go, back to the RSPCA at Millbrook, looking for a friend. And all my life, I had wanted a marmalade cat. And that day, the whole of Millbrook was filled with ginger cats. And they had become the centre for abandoned, damaged cats, not just stray cats. And um, I picked out this cat, Elmo, and they said, oh, we don't know if you're going to be able to tame him. He's had a very bad time. He's been, we think he's been kicked in the side of his head because he won't let you near that side of his head. He's been starved and left in an empty house. And he was part Maine. He is part Maine Coon. So he's a big boy. So I said, that's fine. We'll take him. He needs a home. And um, he did prove to be a challenge because he was terrified. If you went near him, he jumped up on all fours. If you went near his head, he tried to bite you because he was just terrified. And he also wanted to play with Lady Silky. And she's about an eighth of his size. So, of course, he'd jump on her and practically flatten her. And clearly, Silky got fed up with this as an old lady, and she knows how to open the utility room door. So she she just slid it open one day, a few weeks after he'd been there, and out he went and escaped through the cat flap. And he spent two weeks, we couldn't find him, amongst everybody's garden, hiding in shrubs. And I used to take go out in the evening with a plate of fish and try and tempt him back in, but he wouldn't come. So I used to leave it in the corner of the garden and he'd eat it and run away. And it was April, it was rainy. So I set up a camp for him with my husband's golf umbrella and a blanket. And I used to put the food out there each night and slowly, slowly, I would bring it closer to the back of the house 
till one day we were about two feet from the cat flap and I looked him in the eye and I said, Elmo, if you want this dinner, you have to come in for it tonight. And I shoved the dish through the cat flap and went to bed. In the morning, I got up and came down the stairs, the bend of the stairs, and I saw a big bushy red tail. Oh. So I went out of the lounge, locked a cat flap from the outside, came back in and I got him. So from then on began his progress of being, I guess, tamed again. He had to learn a few things. He had to learn first that he was safe. Second, that this is where he got his food. Third, that he couldn't jump on Silky. She's an old lady. And fourth, I'm in charge. <laughs> and because he's had such a bad time, we gave him a special name too. So because he came from Millbrook Rescue Centre, that was in it. And also, he looks remarkably like Paddington the Bear. So his name now is Elmo Millbrook Paddington Esquire. And so as a result, Elmo has his own book, which is dedicated to the RSPCA. And it has gone into the local school where 30 children have given their review of what they learned. And what they learned is Elmo is surprised to find he's orange. So the children have learned that it's okay to look different. We are all unique and we should be kind to each other. Well, on that very pertinent and wonderful note, thank you so much for chatting to me about all your lovely cats. If you'd like to see a photo of Barbara and her cats, search hashtag Brooklyn's Radio Rescues on either Twitter or Facebook. It just remains for me to thank Barbara Cosgrave for sharing her stories about all her lovely feline friends. I'm Amanda Weller. Join me next time for more about rescue pets here on Brooklyn's Radio. Thank you.